0: We always forget what we're talking about. Must be the wine. I will earn that money back and destroy him. Dude, if your internet's gonna be boo-boo this entire time, I'm gonna be mad.
1: Howdy and welcome to the Laptop Empires Podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Yanda and Bobby Hoyt. We got a special guest today, Rachel Nice. One of our students is joining us and this is really cool because it's the first time we've had a student on the show. How you doing, Rachel? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited. I've been wanting to do this for a while, like have students on the show talk about y'all's wins and what you're doing, and just have not. It's just one of those things when you've got a business. Like there's always things on your list that you need to do, and you don't get to half of them or more. But I, you posted in our group the other day. You just had a really big win with an online client in the online fitness space, which we know a lot about, and. It was, a, it was just a great post and I could see your excitement in the post. I wish that I could show like the beer helmet
0: chugging gif
1: that you used.
0: It was I'm, epic. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Cause it was a great gif. It's a dude with the helmet and the beer, you know, two beer cups. There's a guy flipping everybody off behind the beer guy.
1: You don't even see that. I, <laughs> I didn't see that until you said that. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. It's an amazing gif. That is, that is so good. So this is cool just to give a quick overview for the listeners. So
1: Rachel is uh, one of those people in our group that always seems to be having wins um, Mm -hmm. and shows up to all of our live trainings and everything, which we really appreciate. But just we're always really excited for you, Rachel, because everything seems to be going really well. But this post, you know, she started working with this online fit pro was helping with her launch essentially did, you know, with very little, Audience, less than a thousand people on social media, about a hundred email subscriber subscribers, and sold forty three programs for like a four hundred percent ROI or return on ad spend, which is really incredible. I'm sure your client's super happy. So, Rachel, why don't you tell us a little bit about this client, and then we'll kind of dive into, you know, some big takeaways that you're going to share with the audience that you learned from doing this.
2: Yeah, sure, I'd love to. So. Um, my client runs an online boot camp and it's for women who just want to fit anytime, anywhere. So she's all about making it accessible. Um, and the program is really great. She packed a ton of value into it. She gave them recipes weekly workouts. There was another trainer that was involved and they were all put into a support community together. So it was just this really great little community that she's launched organically twice and had really great results. So she took all the feedback from her participants and made it better every time. But for this third launch, she felt like she really wanted to grow. So when we started working together, I was a little bit concerned with the size of her audience as I was trying to get some retargeting just kind of preliminarily set up. I was looking at her website data. She had just installed the Pixel, so we didn't have a lot to go off of. So, what I ended up doing was running an engagement campaign for a video ad that I made that just kind of highlighted the program. We ran it to a cold audience, let that audience warm up for a couple of weeks, and then used that as part of our retargeting strategy to get all of her followers and all of her the people that were in her audience already and those new people that were familiar with her now to opt in and buy her program and it worked really well I think what really helped us be successful though was she and I worked together it wasn't just as she was doing a ton of organic social media she was doing email marketing she really did everything correctly that I was asking her to do and just brought all the pieces together
1: nice yeah and that's that's essential. So a lot of you that are listening probably know my story already, but you know, I started with an online fitness business and then have since then worked with a lot of online fit pros and there's so much more to it than just running ads. And this is true of any online business, but really with the fitness space, you know, there's so many options out there and you have to build so much trust to be able to be successful. And so it takes that organic approach. It takes having a good community. It takes, you know, all of the things that you mentioned doing the organic and the email and all of that in addition to ads. And really the people that get that, and this goes to any online business, but especially in fitness, the people that get that do well. And the people that think they're just gonna spend money and and crush it are usually the ones that crash and burn. So I thought that, that that's really a great thing for you to point out there. Before we dive in it, I want to say something real quick because I was listening to you talk and you sound like a pro. So I just I want to I want you to tell the audience like how long have you been doing this? Let let them know like when did when did you start? How long have you been doing Facebook ads? Because you're talking about retargeting all this advanced stuff. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so I signed up for the Facebook side hustle last summer after like thinking about it forever, and (laughs) then I just bought Facebook ads for bloggers. I think during your last launch. So this was like I've done online stuff before, as far as you know, my own business. I have a separate online business, so I'm not terribly unfamiliar with that. But I think really putting both of those pieces together helped me be successful of learning ads, and it's it's complicated, but I feel like anybody can learn how to do this. I mean, really, it's yeah, it's totally possible.
0: We feel the same way. You know, it's funny you mentioned um, you mentioned that you thought about the Facebook side hustle for a long time before you bought it. And I think it kind of goes back to this whole thing that we're, we're talking about where it all kind of works together, the social media and the the website content and, you know, people that, that put all of those pieces together tend to do really well. And what we even see from some of our tracking, people will basically hit eight different touch points sometimes before they end up buying a course from us during a launch. Like they'll, they'll read, you know, three emails on millennial money, man, and then they'll go over and read, you know, four emails from laptop empires and go visit a blog post and then we'll, we'll launch a course and then people will come in and buy it. So it sounds kind of like a similar thing happened with, uh, yeah. with your client where she, you got people into the environment, you know, and then she warmed them up slowly over time. And then the two of you worked together to, to get a bunch of sales. So it's just such a huge thing that people don't realize. They think they can just run ads and print money. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and the interesting thing with the purchases is we set up click funnels. So we had the whole funnel going there, all the retargeting to the various levels of the funnel, but. Really half of her sales ended up coming off of her website. Mm-hmm. So even though people were seeing the ads and seeing the organic social posts and all that, they had to think about it for a little while. And then mm-hmm. when they decided, yes, I want to do this, they might not have known where to go because it was, you know, a whole separate funnel with click funnels, but they knew where her website was. Right. And they easily access it there. They were able to purchase. And I actually didn't know that. I mean, I knew she had it set up on her website, but I didn't, I couldn't track those sales as easily. Mm-hmm. And when I first put up the ads, we'd only gotten three purchases and I was a little discouraged, like, man, I'm not doing right. What's going on? Yeah. Watch the Targeting videos again. But um, I emailed her and she was like, actually we have 24 sales already. Awesome. And like, what? And she goes, yeah, they're, they're from my website. And I'm like, oh, okay, well then we can do this. Let's, let's keep going. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so cool.
1: That's awesome. And it all builds on each other. And you know, you're not going to have, like, we've learned through with headaches of our trying to track stuff. Like a lot of times Facebook's not going to attribute a lot of that, but it's like you said, they see it, they think about it and then they go and they come back, you know, and that's like all the time. Sometimes we'll have, uh, you know, we'll see somebody sees an ad and even if the ad gets credit, it's like they bought from somewhere on the website, not through the ad funnel. And so it's like, wait, wait, you have a sale attributed to the ad, but not using that cart, you know? And so it can be very, it can be very confusing, but that's, that's really how this stuff works is there's this big free flow of, People going to all kinds of different places. Go into your YouTube channel. Go into your website. Go into the podcast. Go into your emails. Checking everything out and thinking about it and trying to make a decision. Talking to their spouse and all these kind of things. So that's a great thing to point out. Your your strategy. You said you were concerned she didn't have much of an audience, and and I think this is the big thing. She didn't have much of an audience. So you decided to create audience, and you mm-hmm. leveraged video and you leveraged retargeting. So can you tell us a little bit about the strategy y'all developed, like specifically with the ads, you know, how long were you running them? What were you running? How much were you spending, you know, and then for the retarding, you know, what was kind of the budget and all that kind of breakdown there. Can you break that whole thing down for us?
2: Yeah. So with the video, she contacted me about six weeks before she was ready to launch, which I felt like it was a good amount of time. So, but I knew she needed a bigger audience. So we created this video, we ran an engagement campaign to a cold audience of women who are interested in fitness. And the copy was really, really focused on the benefits of the program. So it was all about, here's what you're gonna get if you join the program. We're super excited to get this started. But no, like, it wasn't like, oh, tap here to save your spot. Because we really just wanted them to see the ad and really engage with it. So we were trying to make it as exciting as possible to click and watch the video. And we were getting between two to three cent engagements for quite a while. And it was, it was great. So we built that audience up to several thousand people. When I was ready to do the retargeting, which looking back, I probably could have started somewhat sooner, just doing maybe another level of getting them back to a blog post or another piece of content. But I was a little nervous about it. So I was trying to keep it super simple when we were ready to launch the sales funnel ads. um, I combined that audience, the video audience with her website viewers and anybody who had engaged with her page for the past, I think I said it for 60 days, which I was hoping wasn't too long, but long enough that anybody who saw the ad would also be included in that. So it was just, getting as many people into that audience as possible. Mm. And it was a smaller audience. So the ads were getting really tired, I guess is the right word. Like where the frequency was starting to go up really quickly and the cost was starting to go up really quickly. So we ended up doing like three different launches of the same ads, like this, like adapting the copy and changing up the headlines. So it was like, okay, we'll put this one ad up, run it for a day, see how many purchases we get. Once it starts going down, we'll change it up and i think i did 19 different ads throughout the whole thing just wow. trying to make sure that people were seeing fresh new ads that, so.
1: that's great and there's there's some really good things to point out there like your audiences you did the video you know were you doing what was the custom audiences like 25 views 50 percent views 10 second views it was 10, yeah, 10, seconds. 10 seconds so so that's good so you were using 10 second views we always use 10 second or 25 percent, depending on the length of the video and then use your website audience and use your page engagement those are the three audiences we use for our retargeting as well so like you totally nailed it there and then I love that like the way that you're talking about changing the copy you have to do that with smaller audience because of ad fatigue like exactly like you mentioned and so you know you were you said you were changing copy headlines I'm guessing images that kind of thing yeah what I was doing actually one
2: thing I was as I was preparing to write the copy for this, I really looked at her organic social posts to kind of see what was resonating with her audience, because since we were running the ads, the retargeting ads were only going to her audience. I really looked to see how she worded things, what types of posts her followers were engaging with organically, um, what types of headlines were drawing them in. And we actually used a lot of the copy from one of her posts that got a huge, huge amount of engagement as part of our copy on the sales page. And then I also included that in the ad, but I was trying to make all of the ads for retargeting sound like she wrote them and sound just like an organic post that they would just see on their newsfeed. So that took a little bit of digging into and just trying to figure out what would work. But I think that actually worked really well because then people weren't seeing this weird post from her that didn't sound like her. It just was another time she was popping in their newsfeed.
0: That's, I think that's really smart. And I think, I mean, that's something that we do from time to time when we work with affiliates and we're trying to put together kind of like templates for them and things like that. Or, uh, you know, actually when, when Chris or worked with us on the first Facebook side hustle launch, he was the copywriter for all the emails. And he went back through, God, I don't even know how much of my stuff. I mean, he, he studied my voice and and all of that stuff. So we can kind of work together on the emails and, and put it together. And I think when you do that extra step, you have more success than just, you know, writing random copy that people aren't going to relate to. So uh, it's freaking awesome. (laughs) Like it sounds like you're, you, you've been doing this for like a really long time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's awesome. I think another thing that was really interesting, you were talking about the video and you said like the video was about the program, but it wasn't pushy. It wasn't salesy. It was like about the benefits and everything. So can you tell us, or I'm sorry, you were talking about the copy with the video. So can you tell us a little bit more about that ad? Like what was the copy like? What was the video about? Because I think this is really important. And what it sounds like you did was you weren't just putting random content out there to build audiences. You had a very strategic single video that you were using to build audience and really pre-frame the sale. So can you really break that down for us? Because I think this is going to be great.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. So she kind of went through, talked to me a lot about the program, what they were going to do um, and what they were offering. So I knew that it was a solid offer to begin with. I knew it was already kind of selling itself, but mm-hmm. what I wanted to do with that copy is just kind of take it to a new audience and say, hey, I don't know if you've ever heard about this program, but this is what we're launching. We're launching this in a couple of weeks. We are going to include all of these things. If you are ready to feel fit, if you are ready to, you know, have this supportive community. We can't wait to do this with you. And I just broke all of the benefits down. I used emojis and all that stuff. But I think really for me, it was just trying to get in their heads as to what, what the benefits were for them that they might not have even realized they needed. So working out anytime, anywhere everybody's busy, you know, everybody doesn't, you know, nobody has time to work out. But with these workouts, you can do it whenever you want. Along with that, you get a community and you get all of this for less than $3 a day, you know, so it was just kind of breaking all those benefits down, making it accessible. And then when I ran the, the first retargeting ad, I used a bunch of that copy. So it was, hey, remember that program we talked to you about a couple weeks ago or a couple days ago, it's open now. Remember, you're going to get all of these things. You should sign up to join. So it kept it in their heads that it was, oh, this is the same program we've heard about before, but now it's open. I should jump on it.
1: What was the video like? Like what was the, the content of the video? Because you're talking about the copy, I believe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So for the video, we didn't really have a lot of actual video. I was really hoping to show her working out with other people or in the program, but it's also online, so I felt like using any kind of group workouts or group images or group video wouldn't work well, so what I ended up doing was putting a lot of images together of her and the other trainer. And then a lot of, I don't know what the correct term is, but like still shots with like, like words on them. Like, um, like a text can, yeah, yeah. The text overlay. So that way it was like you get a community and then it was a picture of her smiling and, you know, excited to work with you. And then you get nutrition help. And then there was a picture of her with a recipe or something. So it was very short, quick sequences that kind of gave them an overview of what all they were going to get with the program and I put music to the background it was all branded it looked like it came right from her website with her colors and logos and all that stuff so it was I mean I don't know if it was the best video honestly but it was what I had so we ran with it and it seemed
1: to do pretty well So it was more of like a, an image slideshow for the video. Okay. Not like recorded her talking about program or anything. Okay.
2: Yeah, we were going to do that. And he sent me a couple of videos and she was just, she was struggling to, I guess, sound relatable on video. She was really nervous about it, which I totally understand. So we ended up not using that for the initial ad, but we did incorporate video of her talking to her audience for one of our retargeting campaigns for the actual purchases. And that worked out a little bit better because people knew who she was at that point. And she also moved cross country while we were in the middle of all this. So we just kind of had to go with what we had. And it seemed to work really well because then I feel like people could kind of get an introduction to the program without without really needing to listen to her talk too much. They could kind of get a quick overview with pictures and get a really quick snapshot of it.
0: Okay. So I, I've got a question for you just before we, before we go and as we're kind of wrapping this up. So what was the biggest thing that you learned from this whole launch? Like out of everything, you know, it's not, it sounds like it You know, obviously went really well. You tried a lot of new things that you probably hadn't done before, but it, it works. So what was the big thing that you got from all of this?
2: I think my biggest takeaway from it is just realizing that a funnel is more than just a sales page an order form and a thank you page. Your mm-hmm. funnel really is everything you're doing in your business to get people who don't know you to like you, trust you, and buy from you. Okay. So that email marketing, that's organic social, that's your blog content, that's your entire web presence should all be directing people to trust you and then buy what you're offering, but only if that actually solves a problem that they have. Right. So you have to both understand that you can't just throw up a Click Funnels funnel and make money, you really have to know your audience, build that trust and sell a product that's going to serve people.
0: No, that's huge. And, I, and that's one of those things we've always felt really good about the products that we sell because we really believe in them. And it's so much easier when you have something that you know actually helps people. <laughs> like you, you feel good about selling it. Uh, it's easier, right? Like you actually get people results. Like there are going to be people that take the course that might have, you know, this, what you sold, they're going to be people that, that bought this thing and are going to have their lives changed hopefully. And as you know, as the advertiser, like you play a part in that. So I always think that's really cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was pretty cool to see, you know, all the different people that were coming in. And, and I think it's easy, you know, when you're running ads to get caught up in the data of your, you know, your ads manager of here's my click through rate, here's my CPM. But at the end of the day, those are real people and they're moms, dads, they're trying to pay mm-hmm. for groceries. They're trying to pay for soccer practices. They're, they have bills and lives. And I think you know, whether you are a course creator or an advertiser, you have to respect that and remember that everything you're doing needs to be done with integrity. And remember that those are people that you're trying to sell something to.
1: I, it's, you sound like you've been, <laughs> I that for like years. I was just thinking like, Like, I'm, I'm very impressed. Like, I mean, we know you from conversations you're regularly on our live trainings and stuff. And so I feel like we've gotten to know you, you know, more so than maybe some other students that don't attend those kind of things. But like, I'm, I'm just blown away because you sound like you've been doing this as long as we have, like, and I just, I'm, I'm really, it makes me really happy and you're doing well and you're going to freaking crush it. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, ladies yes. and gents. If you're, if you're listening to this, I mean, just like go back and listen to this again because everything that you that that Rachel's been sharing is just spot on, and I think you covered a lot today of like the things beyond the technical how to and that's really where the magic happens, so
0: yeah, some people never figure that stuff awesome. out, yeah, some people yeah. never really see the bigger picture they just they get stuck in the in the minutiae so i'm 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 very proud. I don't know if you got all this stuff from us, but I'm just going to assume that hopefully you did, but it's freaking awesome. All, all these warm fuzzies. Yeah. yeah.
1: I've got one more question for you before we wrap this up. Like you said, you've been doing this for about a year. So what advice do you have for the people that are going to listen to this that have been following us and they're interested in getting into this or they're just starting out and they're doing the same thing you know, that we are and going like, wow, she knows what's up. And she's got this figured out. Like, what advice do you have for them? Because I know, and maybe you can remember this, there's going to be people that are going to be like, oh, I don't know that I can ever get there. Well,
2: I think the biggest thing is to just start and to not give up. I mean, I bought the course last summer and it took me months to get my first client. And it was kind of hard. And I still don't know, like, I I don't know everything. And I don't know what I'm doing some of the times. I think I watched that. We don't either, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I literally watched that, how to structure your course launch ads section in the course like six times. I'm not even kidding. No. Just going, I, what, what am I supposed to? Okay. All right. We'll try that. Well, it, so you don't know everything. And if you wait until you know everything, you'll never, you'll never get started. And I think that that's the biggest hurdle that I've seen any online entrepreneur try is they just, they get scared and I get it, but you have to just do it. Just try.
1: Love it. Love it. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on here with us today. One, it's been really cool, and I think uh, we made a good choice on who we brought on for the first student guest to come on here. Like you're, you're a natural. You could, you could totally do this podcast thing. So, thank you for sharing everything you've learned. We really appreciate it. We're so happy for you. And uh, those of you listening, you know, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to know more about Facebook side hustle course or Facebook ads for bloggers, you know, kind of a two things that that rachel mentioned here we'll have links for those in the show notes and if there's let's let's show rachel some love you know in the comments um let us know what was your biggest takeaway listening to this episode we'd love to hear from you and we'll see you next week you've been listening to the laptop empires podcast with mike yonda and bobby hoyt for more information and the resources mentioned in this episode go to laptopempirescom forward slash podcast